helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Show. Today's show is titled, The Five Keys to Success. And I will be using the narrative of Joseph's life as found in the book of Genesis to discuss this very important topic. In my opinion, there is no better story in the entire Bible to use to speak on how to overcome adversity and rise to success. Yes, it is easy to be successful when you are born into a wealthy family. You inherit great wealth, or as one politician said, he received a small loan of a million dollars from his father. It's easy to be successful in those cases. In Joseph's case, he had no wealth to begin with because he was sold into slavery by his brothers who hated him. Joseph had no support because he was cut off from all relatives in Israel and found himself in a foreign land in Egypt. He had no contacts because he did not grow up in Egypt. He didn't go to some school in Egypt where someone who made it to the top of the business world could get him a job in some prestigious institution. Joseph had nothing. However, he remarkably went from being a slave to becoming second only to Pharaoh in Egypt. So how did Joseph manage such great success? Some of you may say it is because God had predestined him to become a great leader because of the dreams he had as a boy. You may argue that if it is God's will and that God had given him this vision from his childhood that he would be a great leader, then it was inevitable that he would be successful. This is not entirely true, though. Many things are God's will but will never occur because of man's actions. Well, let's test that with scriptures. The Bible tells us that it is not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 2 Peter 3 verse 9, But do all men repent? Jesus also taught his disciples to pray that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. By implication, this means that God's will is not automatic. God's will is not automatically done on earth. Yes, it may have been God's will for Joseph to prosper. It may have been God's will for Joseph to be successful. But Joseph, by his actions and decisions played a big role in achieving the success he did. It may be God's will for you to be successful, but you have a role to play in bringing about God's will. 
In today's show, I want to share with you five keys to success. If you're running a business or starting one, if you're a paid employee who wants to rise to the top of your organization, if you're starting a church plant, the following five keys are essential for your success. And all of these five keys are taken from Genesis chapter 39 and following. And these chapters deal with the life of Joseph and his rise from being a slave to becoming a great leader in the land of Egypt. So the first key that we find in this passage that is very was a very pivotal reason why Joseph became successful is that Joseph was diligent in serving others. Joseph started out as a slave and worked so diligently and so enthusiastically at serving his master that he got his master's attention and was promoted in his master's household as a result of that. In today's society, we have so much emphasis that is placed on leadership seminars and courses on leadership and management, courses and leadership development, when maybe what we need instead is to learn how to follow, to learn how to serve. Joseph became successful, not because of him displaying leadership abilities, but because he was so good at doing the small things that he was in charge of, that his master put him over bigger and bigger things. So Joseph knew how to follow. He knew how to serve. And this diligence to which he 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 attended to his duties led to him becoming very successful. If you want to be successful in your endeavor, in your business, in your church plant, pay attention to serving and serving in a very diligent way. Let your service be above and beyond the service of others. Joseph had many reasons why he could have been disgruntled. He could have been complaining that life is unfair. I am away from my family. I am here of no choice of my own, and life is just so unfair. And then I'm serving these people who are worshiping other gods. He could have had an attitude that he didn't care. He could have an attitude that he was just passing the hours. But Joseph chose a different approach. Joseph went above and beyond what was asked of him. And it was that level of service that got the, got the attention of his, his leaders. And so it is that if you're in business and you want to exceed, pay attention to the way you serve. Forget about leadership. Think about serving. Think about serving those that that you are that that is part of your organization and think about how you can improve the quality of the service you offer 
I think that one of the reasons that Apple computers have become so successful is not because their computers are necessarily better than others, but because of the quality of service, the customer service that they offer. And so Joseph was placed over small menial tasks that he could have said, it doesn't really matter, you know, I am sweeping floors. It doesn't really matter. I am here dusting walls and cleaning shoes of of the, the leaders. But Joseph said, I'm going to do this to the best of my ability. And it was that attitude that got him noticed. And Jesus said it this way, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with very much. And so some of us, we cannot take that next step in business because the little that we have, we are not giving it our best effort. We are not serving with diligence. The first key to success is that you need to be diligent in serving others, be diligent in doing the things that you have to do. The second point is respecting the boundaries and dignity of others. And for this point, I'll refer to Genesis chapter 39 and verse 6, which reads as follows. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care, with Joseph in charge. He did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. And so Potiphar laid down very clear boundaries for Joseph. Joseph, you can be in charge of everything in my house, but the only thing you are not in charge of is the food that I eat. And so there is a euphemism here that is taking place that we we don't get in today's language because we don't use that euphemism uh, anymore today. But historians tell us that this reference to food is actually a reference to Potiphar's wife. So what Potiphar is telling Joseph is, Joseph, you can do anything in my household. You have free domain over anything you want to do. But my wife is out of Boundaries. And so food is often used as a euphemism for sexual encounters in the Bible and in those days. So we find, for example, in Songs of Solomon, the words in Songs of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 3 his fruits is sweet to my taste. And Ta- and and then in chapter 5, verse 1 I have eaten my honeycomb and my honey. And in 7 verse 9, your mouth is like the best wine. And so we also know from the Babylonian Talmud that the reference in Proverbs 9 verse 17, where it says, Stolen waters are sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant, is a reference to sexual pleasures that are not prohibited. And so it is that what Potiphar is saying here, Joseph... You can have anything in my in my palace, anything in my household, but my wife is out of bounds. And we know this also from Joseph's word, because if you read 
verse 9 of the same chapter when Joseph is explaining his domain and what he has control over, Joseph does not use the Egyptian euphemism for food as sex. He changes what Potiphar said to him. And let me just read that in case you are not convinced. So in Genesis 39, Joseph explaining to Potiphar's wife the control, the domain that he has control over when she wanted to have sexual intimacy with Joseph. Joseph said, No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. Joseph didn't say he has he has kept everything he has kept his food from me. No, for the only thing I can do in his household is to is to prepare his food. Joseph said he has kept you from me because you are his wife. So this is how I get to respecting boundaries and the dignity of others. Joseph he has been given clear boundaries by his employer. And Joseph working in that context is saying, I am going to respect the boundaries of my employer. I'm going to respect the contract that has been laid out for me. And even though Potiphar's wife might be very beautiful, even though it might be tempting to say, maybe if I indulge with her, she can put in a good word to Potiphar for me. And maybe that's the way that I can rise to great success in this land. Joseph was respecting his master's boundaries and the dignity of others, the dignity of Pharaoh's of Potiphar's wife. So even though Potiphar's wife wanted to throw herself on him, Joseph said, no, this is outside of the boundaries of my contract. And if you're going to be successful in business and in your business endeavor, you will need to respect the boundaries and the dignity of others. I see so many businesses, so many business leaders who come to me and they're struggling. They want ideas for their businesses. And as I speak to them, I realize that the employees are not treated well. The employees are not treated with dignity. They treat people like they're pawns. And so you cannot build a successful business. You cannot get to great levels of success if you do not treat the people under you with dignity and respecting their boundaries. Sometimes we violate the boundaries of others by asking them to work uh, overtime hours that just, we know that it's not good for their mental health. And we put them in situations like machines that are going to burn themselves out. But we see that in Joseph's case, Joseph realized there are some clear boundaries here. The contract is laid out. I cannot eat of Potiphar's food, meaning his wife. And so even though it's very tempting for me to get ahead by doing that, I am going to refrain from eating from from engaging with Potiphar's food because that is outside of my contract. And so it's very important as business leaders that you keep your word. When you give someone your word, 
stick to the word that you have given them. Do not go back on your word because if you develop a, a, a reputation for being dishonest, if you develop a reputation for being the man who will uh, or the person who will use people in ways to get ahead, your business is not going to last very long and eventually peop- your, your reputation is going to be known as someone with whom it is not good to do business with. But Joseph set this example where he said, I cannot go back on my word. I've given my master my word. And the word that he gave to his master, Joseph said, it's not just the word I'm giving to my master. When I agreed on that contract, it was a contract with God himself. And so Joseph used strong words and said, in Genesis 39.9, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? When we mistreat and use people to get ahead in business, we are sinning not just against those people, but we are sinning against God. If you want to be successful, a key to success is respecting the boundaries and the dignity of others. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show, where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic, The Five Keys to Success. You can find out more about us at elamcounselingministry.com or by calling 1-877-204-2914 where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Back to Michael. And my third point today is that Joseph had a strong sense of identity. So the key to success is you need to have a strong sense of identity. Joseph was in a foreign land where a god was being worshipped that he didn't believe in. He would have seen the sacrifices offered to these gods. He would have heard of the god's name over and over again. And in fact, Potiphar, for whom Joseph was working, Potiphar's name actually means he whom the god Re has given. And the god Re or Ra was believed to be the ruler of all parts of the created world, the sky, the earth, the underworld. And he was the god of the sun and order and the god of kings and the sky. So he's working for this man whose name actually means he whom Ra has given. And he's in this context of a different country with a different religion. But yet, Joseph somehow managed to maintain his identity so that Pharaoh, so that Potiphar himself noticed that the blessing of the Lord, Joseph's God, was with him. Potiphar did not say that Joseph was being blessed because Ra was blessing him. If you read the narrative, Potiphar is saying that Joseph's God is blessing him, that the spirit of Joseph's God is with him. And so 
it's very telling and and very moving to see this young man in a strange country where a foreign god is being worshipped, where he's a slave in this land, but yet he's maintaining his identity. And even his masters are beginning to know that he's successful because of his God. They didn't say he was successful because of some talent that he had. They didn't say he was successful because of the God Ra. They said he was successful because Jehovah God was with him. So in business, a key to, a key to success is to maintaining a strong sense of identity. And this could be your identity as a person. Who are you as a person? What is the motto of your business? What is it that, what, what is your, your, your statement? What is your business statement? What is it that you, you, you stand for? And so a lot of businesses fail because they do not have a sense of identity. They, they can't articulate what it is that they stand for. What principles are they working hard to achieve? Joseph was a man who had a very clear missions statement. He knew who it was that he was working for, and he knew who it was that he was serving, and he knew who it was that his actions was to either please, was to please, and it was not Potiphar in the long run. It was God that he was trying to please. But for many of us in business, our identity is not clear. And the Bible tells us that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you're in business and you're not clear as to who you are, you're not clear as to what you stand for, then you're just going to be swaying with, with every wind that blow, that, that, that comes your way. And you can never be successful if you're not anchored in something. And I think a, a, a religious anchor is very powerful for people in business because it gives you key principles, key values that you stand for. And we see that in Joseph's case, when he was being tempted by Potiphar's wife, he refused to go along with her because he knew what he stood for. He knew what his mission statement was. And going that way with Potiphar's wife was against what he wanted to achieve. So it's very, very important that you have a in mind a very clear principle that you're standing for, that you're able to articulate what it is that you stand for, a strong sense of identity. And the fourth point that we see that was very pivotal and very crucial in Joseph's success is that Joseph had a God-focused morality. A God-focused morality is very, very important. And there, there are two other kinds of morality that I see that is very prevalent in today's society. And that, that, that I call, one is what I call a self-focused morality. So the self-focused morality is one where you do what is best for you in the moment, what you think is right in the moment. And you forego... Uh, principles that have held up for thousands of years as to what is wrong or right. And you say, no, I don't want to live by these principles anymore. 
I am going to decide my morality. I am going to decide what is right and what is wrong. But we see Joseph as a man in business having this God-focused morality where he's saying, my focus here is not on making myself happy. If that was his morality, he would have sinned with Potiphar's wife. He would have gone to bed with her and he would have said, this doesn't hurt anyone. This is just something for me and this is just between us. But he didn't have a self-focused morality. And the second kind of morality that I see today is a other-focused morality, where people will do what is right when others are watching. And so, if we're around others, we will have a certain standard, a certain more, certain morals, certain principles. But when we are alone, when we are outside of the views of those people that we are trying to impress in our faith congregations or in, 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 our, in our small groups, then we have a different set of morality. But Joseph had a God-centered morality, so that he knew that even when he was alone with Potiphar's wife, that he had to act in accordance with what God, how God wanted him to act. And so he uttered those words, how can I do this and sin against God? And the fifth point I want to share with you today is that success in business also calls for an awareness of personal limitations. Joseph knew his limitation. And I get this from Genesis 39 verse 11, where he's, he's being seduced by Potiphar's wife. And Joseph is stronger than she is physically. But Joseph realized that if he stayed in that situation, he would fail. If he kept doing what he was doing, he was there doing his duties. And he realized, if I stay here and keep doing the duties that I'm here to perform today, I will fall. And so the scripture tells us that Joseph ran out of the house, leaving Potiphar's wife. And so it is strength to know your limitation. None of us look at Joseph and said, oh, he was a weak man. Why didn't he just stay there and say no? He ran because he realized his limitations. And so it is that when we are in business, a key principle of success is that we need to know our limitation. Dave Toysen, CEO of World Vision Canada, gave a speech in 2015. And in, in this speech, he talked about his 28 years of experience working with World Vision. And he shared a lot of lessons that he learned from these 28 years of being in business. And one of the things that he talked about was knowing your limitations. If you're in business, you need to know your limitation. How how many hours can you work per day before becoming before losing your efficiency? How hard can you work over a given week or over months before you start having burnout symptoms? Knowing your limitation also means that you know that there are others in your organization that are better at some things than you are, so you will know when to delegate. And this is very, very important because if you don't know when to delegate, you will burn yourself out doing everything, and this, your success will 
will be limited. So I have a lot more I could say today, but there you have the five keys to success. And so if you have missed the first part of this show, you can listen to it in its entirety by going to our YouTube channel. If you just type in Elim Counseling Ministry, you are Elim Counseling Services, you will see uh, our name comes up and we have over 300 podcasts there uh, for your listening pleasure. You can also find out more about us by going to our website, elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. We can also be reached by phone at one 204 2914 or if you're calling locally, 613-699-1677. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.